It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. I wanna ball like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. Girl, you shots for the team. I was in high school dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls who are ring. Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Troy Halliburton. And joins me on the other line, a very special guest. This is literally when I when I say this, this is not a lie. This is the best editor that I've ever worked with in the writing business. My guy from Truth About It, Mr. John Converse Townsend. How are you doing today, JCT? I'm good, man. With that intro, like, yeah, cloud nine right now. Very humble. <laughs> no, man. Honestly, man. Like, seriously, like when I, when I first started coming up, like writing with Ti, man, back in like 2014, 2015, I used to send in my stuff. And, like, I swear, I used to get it back, like, with, like, all these, like, in, in the Google Docs with all these red marks in it. Like, I was back in uh, uh, Mr. Cannon's uh, ninth grade English class. All of my, all, all my Gonzaga people would know what I'm talking about when I say that. But, no, like, you're, you're, you're literally definitely one of the best editors that I've ever had to work with. And you're, you're very challenging when it comes to the writing side. And I think you were a big part of what made uh, truth about it is so special when it comes to blogging and writing uh, for for the last decade of, of Wizards basketball. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I know that you know I read your Washington City paper story, uh, Delonte West, and you know it's, it's sort of running through my head too. Like I know Troy's giving me shout outs back when we used to TAI all the time, but I was like, yeah, maybe there's a, a little influence there, but you know, I won't I won't take too much credit for any of that. Yeah, man, you, you can definitely take credit because I would say, like, you know, all of you guys definitely influenced my, my writing style. And, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm getting off on the soliloquy right now, but man, for bank, for my uh, dollars, like, I would definitely say that Truth About It was one of the best, like, Wizards blogs just because, I mean, the writing on it was so impeccable. Like, literally, like, when you talk about you and Connor and Kyle and Rashad and Adam Rubin, like, like, these, like, I'm talking about real heavy hitters with, like, with, like, really challenged creative writing exercises. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, real, like, high-level stuff. So I, I'm appreciative of the influence that you guys have had on me. And, yeah, it, it's a pleasure to, you know, have you on this platform to just talk some basketball. Yeah, for sure. And I think some of that is just, like, the weird perspectives or, or different perspectives. Like, you know, I was telling people this week maybe – I went to go see the Brooklyn Nets play – uh, versus the Jazz, and a lot of that was because I just love watching Joe Ingles, and people were talking a little bit of shit about him uh, early on, and I was like, hey, man, don't do, don't do my man Jingles like that, and he ended up dropping 27, tying a career high. Um, you know, you just, you like watching basketball, you pick out weird players, you just think about it, <sighs> kind of just say how you feel, and, you know, sometimes the dots connect in the right way, and I think that's kind of what Truth About It tried to do, where it wasn't necessarily trying to be the first out there or just aggregating to get the clicks. It was, you know, trying to tell a story about the game we all love to watch uh, in ways that, you know, are a little bit different or offer at least a new perspective. So we, we obviously love to having you as part of the staff. And, uh, yeah, let's get with it. 
Yeah, I know, I know. And then uh, I feel like uh, Kyle Weedai, shout out, uh, the founder of Tru- uh, Truth About It, uh, he, he was the one who coined the term, term uh, hashtag so wizards. And I feel yep. like this is, this, is, yep. this is one of those, like, nights where everything, it wasn't hashtag so wizards. It was a good night. The, the wizards actually came out and, and got a, uh, a big win, 124 to 112 over the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so uh, I, know, I know that you got a chance to uh, watch this game. What, what did you think was so special about uh, the Wizards and how they were able to come out and, and kind of just dominate a team that was just not as good as them? Yeah, well, I, th- I think from the start, it, you know, it, it wasn't domination. They were down, what, like 12, 15 points? Um, and I was, In the first I was sitting, quarter, yeah. Yeah, I was sitting here, you know, obviously not having watched too many Wizards games this season, uh, you know, taking a break for uh, – I think I just sort of had to step away. You know, I had, had watched so many Wizards games over the years. We can get into that, you know, a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, you know, first few minutes I was like, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, straight GTA meme stuff. Like, I've seen this before. And then it's just sort of a response that you could probably, you know, tell the pod more than I can. But, you know, it seemed like just the role players that they do have um, who maybe – aren't that strong at all facets of the game, but, like, they all seem to understand what they can do. Like, Bertans can shoot the lights out. Ish Smith will put pressure on a defense. Like, he, he was really crafty. I actually, you know, liked one move he made in transition in the – I think it was the fourth quarter, but um, took it from the right side of the court, uh, had a little jump, no-look pass to the corner, and he, he faked out two of the Cavaliers defenders who started running towards the three-point line for the kickout. Um you know, Ish Smith was always good in Detroit. Uh, Bertans is apparently one of Pop's favorite players. Uh, and there's, like, a weird combo of, like, Bonga, who I've seen flashes from, Troy Brown Jr., I've seen flashes from. You know, he, he likes his reverse layups. Um, Jordan McRae played okay today. So I, th- I think it's just the case where, you know, Beal aside, I don't think his game's changed too much. Like, maybe he's a little bit better off the bounce. But uh, I, I think... I think it's just a bunch of those guys who the new regime has brought in or picked out uh, that are contributing and they're playing good basketball. And I guess that's maybe why Twitter was on fire last week when Beal was talking um, a little smack about the culture and, you know, expressing his frustrations when he hasn't played his best basketball. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a good response from the start away from home, second night of a back-to-back. Uh, you know, maybe the Cavs make it make that a little bit easier because they kind of stink, but it was a good response from a tough start. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm right there with you when I, when, when you said that it was a, a good response, you know, with the, with the way that the team lost last night uh, in Miami, a, a game that, you know, against the number two team in the conference in which, you know, they, they, they were down 21 points and had to right. come back. And that game, like, I, I felt like they showed a lot of heart and a lot of moxie uh, last night. And Bill especially is, is getting into a rhythm now finally because, you know, he missed uh, that, that seven-game stretch, um, you, know, you know, around around the holiday season. And, you know, quiet as it's kept, the Wizards went four and three uh, during that stretch while, while, while he was out. So it, it seemed, uh, I don't know, a little just off-kilter for him to come out with those comments that he yeah, had exactly. last week. Yeah, But I honestly feel like he rec- – I honestly, my, from my perspective, I just feel like he was so frustrated with himself and the way that he was playing – and the fact that they're losing, his body's hurting. Like he, he just, he just kind of just had like a little bit of a mini meltdown, and you know, it probably said some things that 
if he would, uh, you know, look back on it the next day, that I'm probably sure that he wished that he wouldn't have said. But, right. um, you know, uh, neither here nor there. You know, I think that over the last two games that he's probably put together some of his best basketball uh, over the course of this season so far. You know, we were talking about uh, last night with a, with a very big performance in Miami. And, you know, even though they, they didn't come out with the win, I think that he kind of set the tone for, you know, what that what, what he can do and really put, making the case for his all-star bid. Um, you know, he, he came out tonight and he had 36 points and he played like uh, an all-star, a uh, borderline superstar, if you say. But Yeah, you know, it, was, it was under control. I mean, his, his takes to the hoop were nice. He had some... Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook-like moves in the post. Uh, yeah, played well. I don't, you know, personally, I don't really love watching Beal. It's like a weird thing where I, I can appreciate his talent, but I don't necessarily love the way he plays. But, you know, he, he put him in, led, led, I think, all players in scoring, although Colin Sexton was, was playing pretty well today as well. Um, yeah, I think them coming back yesterday from down, you know, being down 21 to force overtime, uh, them coming back down from a rough start tonight as well, I think, says a lot about how much the the players are at least working with each other. Maybe they don't all all love each other or get along, but um, certainly some nights are just more frustrating than others. And I think the other thing for Beal too, he's always he's never been really the the big face of the franchise. He's always had John Wall. I think even at in Florida, um, you know, he's one of the the better. Uh, you know, recruited guys there and one of the top prospects coming out of that. But I, I also don't remember if he was the, the face of that team either. So, you know, it's like when you go to, you, when you have job interviews, you go in, they ask you some questions, you think you have the right response, you deliver that, you think about it over the next few days, realize, you know, what you probably should have said or what you, what you're really trying to express or communicate. Um, I think for him, it's a little bit of a learning process too, stepping into that, uh, you know, into the the focus for media covering the team, um, having to really push this team forward, and in a season where uh, it's just a bunch of nobodies, and I think that kind of says a lot about Fields' growth. Maybe not necessarily on the court, but um, what he's doing with with some of the leadership qualities. I think people have been, I guess, expecting him or, or hoping he could grow into. Yeah, and no, I mean. I, I think that everybody kind of expects him to grow into this point because, I mean, it just really kind of seems like the natural progression for him as a player. You know, and I think that he's a guy for – he's been in the league since 2012, and I would honestly say from 2012 up until maybe like last year, he literally got better every year as a player. Yep. And yep. it kind of added some different things to his game. And, you know, this year I don't I, – I can't say – uh you know, that he's gotten better from last year to this year. But, you know, I think that his role as a uh, as a player, as a, as a star player, as, you know, the main attraction, the, you know, the, the quote-unquote big ticket uh, for the Wizards for this year, I think that has changed. And so, you know, he, he's had some, uh, uh, some, some adjustment uh, periods that he's had to kind of go through and navigate his way through. But, you know, I think that, I mean, he's doing the best that he can right now. And I think – that this tonight was a good sign because tonight was a, a game where the Wizards came in. They were they were actually not favored. They were they were three point underdogs in this game uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road. And but Bill had the opportunity to show, okay, I'm the best player on the court. I'm gonna play like the best player on the court. And if I come out and do my job, I'm gonna put my team in a position to win. And yeah. So if we can get him to do more consistent 
uh, outings like that, I think that the team would be much better off uh, as far as, you know, what, what the goals they're trying to accomplish for this year. And it, it silences all the people who love to just bring up the receipts. You know, you're making this much money. You just signed a new contract. But, 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 and I think, you know, nights like this do kind of force those people to, to pick up a different narrative. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And, you know, I, I really the, – the thing that I want to see from Bill over the uh, second half of this season is a little bit of consistency. Um, but you know what, though? I, I think that uh, th- there's one topic that I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about right after this break, and, and that's whether the Wizards are going to be able to hit this over-under total of uh, 26 and a half uh, wins for this season. I feel like t- tonight's game might have gone a long way in helping them out. But uh, Bill playing more consistently over the second half of the season will definitely go a long way in helping them hit that uh, that total. So uh, on the other side of this break, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, JCT, man. We're back, man. I wanted to get your opinion from a very macro view. I know that a lot of Wizards fans, or maybe I'm not even saying a lot of Wizards fans, maybe me in particular, I'm a guy who bet on the Wizards over under total of 26 and a half wins for the season, and I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling kind of nervous about that. So You I, put I, the I over? I took the over, man. 26 yeah. and a half wins. I'm like, yeah. Of course, like, of course. You're always the the more on the more optimistic side of stuff. I, I'm probably for the sure. most optimistic person on Wizards Twitter. So I'm I'm a sucker. But you know what though? I, I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit better, especially after tonight about that win total. What What do you think about the Wizards? Who uh, you know, at, at the halfway mark of the of of the season, uh, had 13 wins uh, at the 41 game mark, and yeah, took them. Literally on pace for 26 wins, which is the hashtag so visited. But yeah. if you were a betting man, how do you feel about them being able to hit that uh, over-under win total? Yeah, I'm not a betting man, but with what, there's like 38 games left in the season now. Uh, yep. They have to win 12. I mean, you have to like their, their chances to do that. Uh, we You know, we talked about injuries before the, the break there. Uh, Rui Hachimura is coming back, uh, which should help. I actually, you know, a quick aside on that, but uh, I'm a big, <laughs> I think in, in part helped by Netflix's algorithm, but uh, I have a lot of Japanese TV that I've watched in my time. And <laughs> there's, this, there's this one particular show called Terrace House, which in a way is kind of like uh, real world for, uh, you know, three boys, three girls in Japan. Sometimes it's Tokyo, sometimes it's, um, Northern up in, in the island. Uh, and it was interesting. One one day, you know, I, I tune in, you know, this is like 20-some, 30-some episodes into the season. And they're like, we have a really special guest today. We're super excited about this uh, from the Washington Wizards. And I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, of course. They're like, yeah, Hachimura. Really? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. So he gets on there. 
uh, apparently is a huge fan of the show, Terrace House. Uh, and, yeah, it was just really funny. They had him for two episodes. And, you know, he's super smart. They loved him. They were like, you're the best guest we've ever had on here. And they have, you know, comics, actors, uh, a whole range of ce- celebrities who, who join the, the cast there. So it's like a reality TV show, but then they cut to their studio where it's like um, maybe a crew of like, I think it's six people who comment on the reality TV that you just watched. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic. And he was on there as a longtime fan of the show. Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, from a personality standpoint, he's a smart guy, really young kid, seems to have a good head on his shoulders. They kept talking about how mature he was. Um, I think in direct contrast to some of the, the kids on the, the show that they were watching and, and commenting on. So yeah. him coming back should be nice. Bill playing, uh, you know, some of his best bouts right now. And, you know, maybe you can tell me what's been going on with him from three. Uh, I think he's shooting around like 30% this year, but. I, I like them to, to answer your question before you can get into that stuff, but I like them to take it, you know, 12 games out of 38, the way that their offense has been rolling. I think a, a lot of basketball, as as teams rest, you know, with, if they've already made the playoffs and, and clinched their spots, they're falling out of it and are just, you know, in full tank mode. I think the Wizards are still in a weird spot where they kind of want to win games. They're obviously playing pretty hard. Um, so I'll, I'll join you on the on the Optimist boat ride and, and say they'll, they'll do it. Yeah, man, I, I, I think there's a good chance. I'm glad that uh, you're joining me on this boat ride. I feel like uh, the reason why you're joining me is because you're such a, a logical man and a, a man of thought and reason. And when, <laughs> when, you, yeah, when, when you honestly look at it, I mean, the Wizards, you know, they, they probably played uh, the majority of their tough part of their schedule. Uh, you know, they, they still got a lot of games against the Hawks. They've got games against the Nets. Yeah. They've got, you know, they got games against, they got more games against the Cavaliers. They they They've got some games where they're going to be in an opportunity to to win, and so I I honestly feel like you know if Brad continues to you know play like he played tonight, and you know if the rest of the role players if these guys can continue to step up, I mean Dalvis Bertans is literally a, a walking nine uh, zero run just waiting to happen on on, on three shots like he's a, he's a yeah. game changer. And, I think I think the, I was watching with the Cavs broadcast and they were saying something like. Uh, he's he's attempting nine threes a game in something like 22 minutes of action. I mean, he's just catch, shoot whenever he can, and, and you love it. I mean, he can shoot it. He has, he's got a quick release, so why not? The more he does that, I think the better it is for everyone. Yeah, I mean, he has the complete green light, too, uh, within uh, the, 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 the scheme of the game and the game flow. I mean, if he literally, if he catches it and he's open, it doesn't matter if it's 30 feet, 35 feet, like, he's got the green light to go ahead and let it fly. And so, you know, I, I think that uh, if, if, if he continues to develop, and like you said, Rui, you know, uh, Rui, I mean, I think that the, it, it's, it's, uh, the, the story behind Rui is kind of dying down a little bit on, on stateside front uh, just because that he hasn't been playing as much. But mm-hmm. when I tell you that the, the media uh, frenzy and the attention that he was getting before the season and as the season was progressing, and especially with him, like, playing halfway decent, too, like, yeah. I, I think that this guy has a lot of star quality potential. And, you know, I, I don't think that it, – it's not a coincidence that, uh, that you know, he, he signed a Jordan Brand shoe contract and that, you know, that, that he does his uh, interviews uh, outside in the hallway separate from all the other Wizards players. You know, there's enough media attention uh, that he's drawn from, uh, you know, from his home com- from his home country of Japan, and you know, they're, they're, this is a, a basketball crazed country, 
and they literally haven't had a, a star to root for. And so, I mean, I feel like this is one of those situations where, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, there's going to be, like, you know, crazy, you know, dope-ass Japanese teams, like, in, in, in Tokyo, like, chilling with, like, Wizards jerseys on. They're going to be like, yo, how the hell are they Wizards fans? It's, it's going to be because yeah, of Yeah, I would, I would not be moment. surprised. I would not be surprised. I mean, after his appearance on Terrace House, to, to plug that again, I'm not getting paid by them, but uh, someone left the house, one of the guys left the house, and they replaced him with a dude who's on the Japanese Olympic team or trying to make it. He's like a professional baller um, in the Japanese circuit. So, you know, there's clearly something about him popping up for a couple of guest episodes that, you know, they they picked a basketball player to fill that hole in the cast. Um who lived in the house. So I, I think, yeah, the, I think you're right that the appetite for basketball, I mean, has always been big um, in the so-called East. I mean, that's why, uh, you know, the Chinese fiasco this summer uh, with Daryl Morey was such a huge thing. But, you know, it's a fun game. I think it, as as you can see from the way rosters are changing and how the game's changing, there's, you know, no, no shortage of, of different types of players and different, um, you know, different reasons to watch the game. I think maybe that's another reason why the Wizards can hit that 26.5 win mark. Um, unlike, you know, the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young, who get a lot of attention, super entertaining, you know, tons of highlights. The Hawks aren't good. I mean, they're a very easy team to beat. Um, they're getting a lot of media attention. I think the Wizards are still sort of in that space where they kind of have been for the past few years, where they kind of fly under the radar. You know, they have some players who – um, can be entertaining, but there's no John Wall. They're kind of just coasting through, even even with that, you know, at one point they had the best-rated offense in the league, but no one really seemed to care to. So I think maybe they benefit, too, from some teams just kind of sleeping on them, not taking them that seriously. And all of a sudden you get, you know, those Bertons runs and those 12-0, those 15-0 spurts where all of a sudden, you know, a team can't, can't claw, claw back and, and make a game of it. So... Um, I think, yeah, I think they're probably in a pretty good position, but um, we'll see what happens over the next 38 games. Yeah, no, I, I, man, it, it's going to be tough for them because I think one of the things that you just talked about, one of the things you just touched on was the fact that, you know, they kind of snuck up on a, a few teams there uh, when, you know, they were literally fielding a roster that was, you know, full of more G League players than, you know, yeah. actual NBA players. You're like, and who's so, in the starting lineup? I, exactly. I don't know any of these guys. And and that's tough for NBA teams to scout. You know, you're, you're a team, you're coming into D.C. On a, on, a, on a second half of a back-to-back, you look at the scout report, you don't even know who any of these dudes are. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's, a tough, it's a tough situation for uh, opposing teams. But, you know, give credit to the Wizards who have taken advantage of, of those lapses from, from their opponents. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that is a, a large credit to uh, this, this kind of overhaul within the Wizards organization. And uh, this is actually a perfect segue. We're going we're to finish up and, and talk about uh, what, what your perspective is of the things that, you know, Ted has done to change uh, the Wizards organization over the last year. I know that there was a big uh, movement to get Ernie Grunfeld uh, out of there as a <laughs> yeah. team, team president. Oh, boy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, now, I mean, now that Ernie's been out of there for, you know, coming up on almost a year now, he was fired in uh, last April. You know, I think that the, the team has definitely made a, a lot of uh, organizational structural changes. So I'm yep. going to get your opinion on some of those things and, and, and see if you think that uh, the trajectory is, is heading in the right direction. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that was an important step. Some, myself included, would say it was long overdue. I mean, that was sort of a unofficial campaign that a lot of people on Wizards Twitter were pushing for, and you, you obviously, you know, can have some reservations or not always feel too great about calling for someone's head, but you know, it came a point where it just it just had to be done. You know, the amount of of assets that were basically thrown away or cast aside to try to win what, like forty two games and, and maybe just fall into the playoffs somehow. Um at, at some point it just became unforgivable. So you know, I, I was sort of on in the position of like, all right, so Tommy Shepard gets promoted. You know, the the hiring for a lot of the Wizards stuff hasn't been um all that inspiring. You know, people people always talk about Scott Brooks being the only coach that the front office interviewed after Randy Whitman uh left the franchise, you know, gets the head coaching job. Like that's that's kinda weird. You can like a coach a lot, but that doesn't mean that, you know, he should be the only guy you talk to. So Shepard coming in and I, I think people didn't really know much about Shepard. You know, they knew he was kind of into analytics. He was well uh you know well talked about uh from from other gm and, and front office people around the league but i think for for some people kind of disappointing that that was just like the easy promotion especially because they they aim big um they try to get Masai from the raptors that obviously was like a pipe dream more than anything so it was kind of a, a rough start to the the new era of wizards basketball um but i mean so far i, I don't think you can be too upset with the moves they've made, they've protected late draft picks. They, you know, picked up some good Euro players. I think they have like two of the better, uh, you know, freshman, sophomore, uh, international players on the, on their roster right now, which is nice. Um, Hachimura has obviously played really well this year, uh, you know, in limited minutes a bit. And my um, guy Mo Wagner's been balling out. Yeah, Wagner's looking good. So, I mean, I, I think that's the nice thing where they clearly have role players that, um, you know, might not be special. Sure, maybe you could, you know, exchange them for a role player on another team and, and not really notice a dip. Um, there's role players that are absolutely better than some of the guys on the Wizards, but you can start to identify that there's some good pieces there. Uh, it's not always great basketball to watch, but, you know, it's, if it's good enough to beat the, the Cavs right now and, and teams like that, I think that sort of goes a long way. Um, you know, I, it's kind of like, the Wizards were sick for a while. That's, you know, even in the playoffs a few years ago, I, I was kind of rooting against them. I had a sense that there was something rotten despite some of these, uh, you know, exciting moments. Uh, you know, big shame was John Wall breaking his, his wrist um, against the, the Hawks that, that, that year. But I think, you know, there was a moment in time where I kind of shifted, wanted, you know, some, some fresh perspectives in the front office. Um, and now we finally got him. I don't, I don't know how much has really changed from, Ted's perspective, like the the one red flag for me to bring it all together, I think, was the the moment where he was saying, I forget who he told this to, but um, it, apparently it turned out that Ernie Grunfeld was the only basketball voice in Ted's head, and for me that was just like I don't I don't know how you know you can own uh, a professional basketball team and you know not keep up with enough or, or not get you know, different perspectives or different voices or, you know, go down and talk to the coaches. It just seemed sort of like Ernie Grunfeld, uh, you know, came in with a, a progress report, a status report on the team, told Ted what he wanted to say. Ted was like, great, keep going, continuity, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we 
you know, the, the team ended up in, in the situation it was at the end of last year. Yeah, man. I mean, when you look at, uh, you know, the relationship that Ted and Ernie had, I think that it was very much a relationship I, that was built on trust. Yeah. And, you know, they, they just uh, gave uh, Ernie this, this autonomy to kind of just do whatever. And, you know, I <laughs> yeah, think that, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. I, I, do whatever. Do whatever. Yeah. But I think that there were also, you have to look at, there were some directives that obviously had to have come down from Ted, you know, uh, you know, during the, during the height of, you know, that, that, that second, uh, that second, uh, wave that, uh, Ernie had with the, with the John Wall Bradley Bill era. And yeah. so when you look at, you know, when they're selling draft picks for cash considerations and like that, like literally, like no GM ever wants to just sell assets. Like you only do that when the owner tells you to do that. Like that's just, that's just a fact of the business. And so, you know, when you look at the Wizards selling draft picks that end up becoming Jordan Clarkson, and so you know that that stuff like that looks bad on uh, the ownership uh, aspect of it. But I mean, I think that there was really just a a, a naivety there, like from uh, Ted, just the fact that he gave so much trust to uh, Ernie. And and really, you know, Ernie Ernie had a, a probably an antiquated uh, way of thinking about basketball and managing basketball teams. And yeah. so, you know, that that I mean, the, there's no uh, more prime example than the fact that you know, in the, the as soon as they got a little money in the summer of 2016, they went out and they signed Jan Mahimi to a four-year, 64 million dollar contract. Like that's the most like antiquated like basketball decision that you could possibly think of. For sure. Um, and yeah. and there are moments, too. So I, I was actually with Kyle a couple of weeks ago, and we were watching the Wizards game along with something else. But it was that game where Jan Mahinmi scored the Wizards, what, it was something like their first 12 points and ended up finishing with, like, 30-something. Yeah, no, he had and, 29. That was the Miami yeah. game. That was his career high. We, we were just laughing. the game over 20. <laughs> we were like, we could not believe it. And, like, it was sort of that moment where you're just like, this is the, this is the guy playing what was it playing D or whatever that summer, um, but like uh, this plan, is the guy playing C. Plan C, C. They they actually had a pipe dream that they were getting Durant, but that's a that's a right. Whole Which podcast. is never. I was always like that's never going to happen. It's never it's never going to happen. It, it was kind of funny because in that moment you're like okay obviously like if he could do that every night then great that's that's a win, but that was never realistic. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think right now just given the way the Wizards are constructed and for a while I think it was in win-now mode, win-now mode, when they weren't really built to be a, a true contender. So it was kind of sacrificing um, some potential, some moments of development to try to just get those 45 wins, to maybe get 50, which they never did. Um, and it, it was almost, you know, a situation where they were kind of operating like a, a team with a, a real dominant top contending superstar, like a LeBron James effect and with Wall getting injured. Um, you know, real lack of assets, you kind of see some, some roster similarities between, you know, a young and developing Cavaliers team, a Wizards team with a bunch of randos for most people, you know, myself included a bunch of times this season. Um, right now I'm, I'm kind of looking at it, you know, John Wall's not back. He's, you know, back on the court, but he hasn't suited up yet. You know, he's still kind of going through rehab and PT. Um, you know, the Wizards took out the scalpel this summer, made some big changes, cut some tumors out. Um, you know, now, now they're on the mend. So, you know, you, you look at the offense, that can be fun. It's kind of that moment where, you know, someone's in the gym after a big surgery, uh, sweating, shirts off, looking pretty good. 
but it's not they're not really a team that you can take seriously, and I think it's going to take some time still to see what Wall has in the tank, um, to see you know which guys the the franchise decides to keep. And I think you know last summer they they actually did make some smart moves, which is like really nice to see after uh, you know eight nine years of of question, some questionable moves. But yeah, curious to see you know who who sticks around, um, who gets flipped for for different assets and. Yeah, I don't think they're in a, a bad spot, but I think the jury's still out. But, you know, so far so good if, if you're measuring Tommy Shepard on the short time that he's been in charge. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the, the jury is definitely still out. And, you know, I, I think that when you look at the Wizards' outlook and their, you know, future perspectives as a franchise, you know, I think that a lot of that really falls on what can we expect from John Wall going forward. Exactly, yep. So, yeah, I mean, that, that that's a tough position to be in. Uh you know, I personally believe that, you know, we, we're we still going to see some very good years out of Wall going forward. And so, you know, I think that if Wall comes back and he's even, you know, 85%, 90% of the guy that he was uh, two years ago or three years ago in 2017, I think the Wizards are going to be all right. But, yeah, uh, I, hope, I hope the time he's had on the sideline, uh, he's been able to mature at least from a, a mental perspective. And that's not to ding Wall as a, a basketball player or say he has bad basketball IQ, because you can ask him a question about a specific moment in the game, and he'll do what Deshaun Watson did uh, during one of the, the Texans' losses this year. I don't know if you remember this, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, the, I remember. I, I followed Deshaun very closely. Yeah, yeah, the reporter was like, you know, why did you, you know, throw the pass there? You know, what coverage? And Watson was like, well, do you know what defense they were running? He's like, I'm not, I'm not asking to be a dick. I am just curious if you know so I can answer this question properly. And then he broke it down step by step. He was like, cover four, you know, the four D-backs drop back uh, to zone coverage and, like, walked it, walked the entire media room through it. And it was, like, one of the best sports answers I think I heard this year in the, in the NFL. And I think Wall has that same type of mind where you can pick out a specific play or specific moment, and he'll break down the X's and O's. Like, he knows exactly what you're talking about. He knows what the assignments were. So I think for him, the, the question has always been a shot, which is better, but I don't think it's ever going to be nice. Um, you know, like Lonzo Ball's shot was super ugly. Now it is actually like it's workable and he's shooting better than he, he has. Um, I, don't, I don't think Wall's shots can ever be like pure, but I think where his biggest opportunity is is learning to move off the ball, which he's always kind of struggled with um, or not really seeing the, the great value in it because he's such a good passer with it, but you know, maybe just sitting on the sidelines, watching film, um, just knowing, knowing, you know, taking a cue from Otto Porter, maybe just move off the ball a bit better. That that will create space for for other players, if nothing else. And you know, he was always a pretty good finisher around the rim. So, um, you know, maybe he can pull a defender or two with him. I think I think that's the the big key, especially if his legs aren't where they used to be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. You see him doing these, uh, you know, reverse 360 dunks and and and, and pickup games, man. I, I think that his legs might be good, but you hope you know, so. Yeah, you hope so. Yeah, you definitely hope so. But you know, I, I think that uh, when you look at you know guys like Davis Bertans and you know the emergence of Troy Brown as a player and and, and Mo Wagner and Isak Bonga, you know, these they're they're getting good role players around guys that can fit around uh, John Wall. So, you know, I think the, the, the future of this franchise isn't nearly as dire as uh, a lot of the national media would like to make it seem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would agree there for sure. 
Yeah, so I mean, it, it's just it's a good it's good to like sit back and I, I feel like I've uh, I've won you over on this Wizards optimism side right now. Like I I feel like it's, it's, <laughs> why not, man? It's just I, at this point, you know, I, was, I, was, I tuned out for a while and you know just needed to watch some good basketball. So uh, I'm like a quasi Trailblazers fan, and they're you know iffy this year, but you know love watching Lillard. They've been really fun. CJ McCollum. Um, you know, like that they signed Connor Dirks' boy, Lord Threza. Uh The Carmelo Anthony experiment's been good. But, yeah, a lot of it's just been, you know, taking the time I would have been watching the Wizards and investing that uh, into a better product. Because in the end of the day, like, you know, the basketball and the NBA is the, you know, I think Rob Mahoney put this in his column um, yesterday or today, but it's, it's, it's an entertainment game. And I think Kyrie Irving said the same thing. Um, and the Wizards just weren't doing it for me. So stepped away, and yeah, it it is sometimes interesting to come back and know some of these guys, and you know, see see Obanga or a Troy Brown, who you know never played when he was first drafted. Um, you know, shout out Scott Brooks. But <laughs> have him see, like, have him pull off some nice plays, and you're like, oh damn, like I didn't know he could do that. Um, and that's that's nice, you know. It it's a fun thing to see, and I guess the question is, you know, do they have the coaching? Do they have the staff? Um, what what does Tommy Shepard have to offer? And I think I think in sports, especially pro sports, where you do have these people who really know the game, um, you can you can see these turnarounds really really quickly. You can see that you know the Baltimore Ravens or the Chiefs or even my Packers, who you know lost Rodgers for a couple seasons, were pretty crap. Then get you know a new coaching staff, new offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and all of a sudden we're 13 and three, get rocked by the 49ers. But you know. The comeback was nice, and the the run was fun. So, um, hopefully, the Wizards have have something in their uh, tank and in their next few years. Yeah, I mean, man, I, I feel like uh, shit. Why not, man? Why not us, man? The, the why not? Why not Wizards? Yeah, the hashtag so Wizards curse has to has to be flipped at some point, right? I feel like if we if we've if we've seen the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers win a championship within our lifetime. Why not the Wizards, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> you, you can you can imagine a parallel universe where So Wizards becomes uh, a positive shot on Twitter. You know that that play was So Wizards because it was beautiful or it was nice, creative, or there's that passing combination that really works. But uh, yeah, the, the specter of the the Wizards of old still lingers. And you know, you did say flip, and just reminded of that Flip Saunders quote: "Don't think things can't get." I'm going to butcher this now, but. Don't think it can't get any worse because it can. It uh, always can. <laughs> there's always a possibility to, to ride the elevator uh, a few floors further south. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, the way they're constructed right now looks pretty good. They're playing well. Offensively, obviously, they, they're they able to put the ball in the cup, which is the number one point of the game. Um, I know that Beal, I think it was John Schumann, but he was talking about how, you know, Beal – has just been really, really bad on defense, and maybe that's because he's been banged up or trying to carry some of the, the scoring load. But, you know, you, you plug in a couple of good defenders there, three and D guys, and, you know, that, that problem can get shored up pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I I, I believe. I believe that Tommy will go out and, and find those guys and, and try to make it happen at least. But for for the in the meantime, I would say that the product on the floor is uh, is much better to watch. So, we need we need to get uh, starting with uh, the TAI crew, and then with the rest of uh, Wizards uh, Twitter and the rest of Wizards uh, Nation, we need to get them back involved in watching the team because you know, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's something good brewing down there. 
Yeah, I ran out of stuff to say at some point, but you know, you got me on this podcast talking for like half an hour now, it seems. So yeah, uh, no, the takes hey, hey, the takes are with me. Hey, hey man, I, I greatly appreciate it. And, and like I said, man, um, yeah, I mean, you you always you know bring this very nuanced and 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 uh, I don't know, just insightful takes to uh, basketball in general. So like I said, I, I'm always appreciative of everything that I learned from you and the and the rest of the uh, truth about a crew, man. <laughs> Yeah, appreciate it. I mean, ha- happy to keep talking hoops whenever. Of don't course, don't of tweet course. as much anymore, but yeah, you can hit me up whenever. Of course. Well, I'm going to give you this opportunity to go ahead and uh, plug yourself and plug uh, where the people can find you on Twitter and uh, l- let the people know. I mean, you, you don't just talk about basketball on Twitter. You talk about a lot of uh, uh, tech stuff and, you know, just, just all different types of spaces. Like you're, you're, you're multifaceted. When it comes Soccer, to baby monkeys, exactly. whatever is good, I yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, you, you did a good Sean Evans hot one plug there. If you want to, I don't know why you would, but if you did, on Twitter at, at John C. Townsend. Uh, yeah, loved working with Troy, uh, with TAI. And, you know, we, we, tried, we, we thought we had a moment we were coming back last season. Um, I, think we, I think we all just needed to take a time out, but. Uh, yeah, I think the, the Wizards are looking good. They're still, you know, our our favorite team. Um, haven't been to a game in a couple of years, but I did buy a sick uh, Washington Bullets starter jacket as a Black Friday gift at a vintage shop here in Brooklyn. So um, that's been fire, and that that was pretty fun. Fun find because one, it fit me. Two, it was like the only Bullets thing that wasn't like a Juwan Howard jersey in the store. So. <laughs> That was, yeah. that was a little bit of gold, and it was discounted with the Black Friday. So if, if that. that's not the most Brooklyn hipster thing I've heard. There you uh, go. <laughs> it's yeah. nice, too. I, I saw someone actually, like, in one of the games, it was like an away game, um, and they panned in the crowd, and someone had the same jacket, and uh, Kyle's wife, Kai, was like, oh, shit, look, you've got your jacket. And I was like, you know, good taste. What can I yeah, do? There you go. There you go, man. That, that's STI all day, man. Good taste yes, all day. <laughs> But, yeah, JCT, man, I greatly appreciate you for coming on, man. I, uh, we we got to do this uh, again sometime. I'm trying to go through the, the full circle. I got I to get everybody. I need to get Connor on, and, and that'll, that'll, uh, that'll get me uh, almost to completion. I need to get Brian France on. I need to get my guy Adam Rubin. Shout out Liddell's yep. place. But yep. I, need to, I, I need to get the whole crew back. And, you know, TAI will never be dead as long as I'm going down to Wizards games, man. So <laughs> There you go, man. Uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun today. Get the whole crew. Uh, if you're listening, definitely head to Troy's, you know, happy hour Wizards functions. Those are very well rated and seem like a lot of fun. So, yeah. Hey, man, there we go. Man. I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to get in where I fit in out here. But JCT, man, thank you for coming on, man. Hi, right, man. My Wizards. Later.
When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she was shot for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a rank. I've been plotting since I was a fetus. Young PG legend like Gilbert Arenas. Now I'm chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking, they try getting past. Label money, I just telling that bands. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a stroke like fucking. They just trying to make some bucks. Love when I slap down my ones, but it bounced like a ball when I struck it. So if you ever see a real nigga like me, just let them live and just be how it be. Go to the club with them two and you'll see. With a J, we'll be on the same team. I wanna ball it like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net, girl, she went shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. I wanna ball it like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she was shot for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.